Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to another episode. This is Refining Where the Lords Refine the Broken, where the Lord brings healing, where the Lord brings freedom, where the Lord just refreshes us and pours onto us so we can pour onto others. I just am so excited for this episode. Before we even get into our lessons, I just want to just say thank you for all the support that I've been getting on this podcast. Thank you for everyone that's been listening, that's been sharing, and everyone that is back for another episode. I know I've been gone for a whole month. Like, it's been a little over a month now since I've been gone and I'm telling you the spiritual warfare especially because of this episode it has been heavy but you know I put my faith on God and everything that God calls me to do I will complete in Jesus name and since this is his will we are here we're ready for this this is episode two I am a hype because just by the title, it is too hard, man. It's too hard. Before we even get into it, I have to give y'all a recap of what's been happening. So, I I recorded the first episode of Refining, and it was just my testimony from Darkest and Light. And that one was just so powerful. And automatically after that, I knew... The next one was going to be called It's Too Hard, except I didn't know what it would be about. And um, after that, I was, you know, preparing myself for the next week because my goal for this is for it to be a weekly thing. But it ended up not being a weekly thing because um, life happened and because life happened, I ended up falling away from the things that I needed to do. Um, ended up being blinded from my vision, from my goals. And it, be- it became hard to pray. It became hard to read my Bible. It became hard to stay in communion with other Christians. It became hard for me to go to church. Just the basic things became really hard. And I was like, at first, I didn't notice it. At first, it was like, man, God, like, what's going on? Like, I've been doing everything you've been telling me to do. You know, like, I did the podcast. Like, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But everything seems like it's crashing down. And I don't know what to do, Lord. Like, this is making me frustrated. I don't know what to do. And he was like, "It's, it's hard, but surrender those parts to me and though that's when it was just like yeah and then I heard this saying it was like if the devil can't destroy you with circumstances he will choke you with distractions so it's like I was distracted for so long I was just so distracted expecting God to create a miracle for me and me not doing anything in the physical and you know for God to do a miracle you have to do the physical you have to put in the work because faith without 
works is dead you know it's just like yeah okay cool i want to lose weight but i'm not willing to work out or eat healthy you're not going to lose weight in that way so it's the same thing within the spirit of i want my breakthroughs but i'm not willing to do the work for it come on now it doesn't make sense you want the breakthroughs you're having faith for the breakthroughs why aren't you working towards it you want that job you're having faith that you receive that job but you haven't even sent in an application that makes no sense so that's basically where i was when we go through this hardship in those moments when it's hard to pray in those moments when it's hard to read a bible it's hard to get out of bed it's hard to even ask for help what do we do truly like that's the the million dollar question what do we do at that moment what where do we go from here because I feel so discouraged. I, I I have no hope. I have no light. I have nothing else to give. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. What do we do? And at those moments, we surrender. That's what you do. You surrender. See, we have to get out of our mind the notion of everything is going to be perfect. Christians have gotten all wrong. Nothing is going to be perfect. You've accepted Christ. Yes, it is. You're living now. Like you're truly living. But you're still going to face hardship. God never, he never told us that, hey, when you accept me as your Lord and Savior, you are just not even going to face nothing. No, you're still going to be persecuted. You're still going to feel the attacks. You are still going to have struggles that might come. But it's what you do when you face those struggles that really counts. In those moments, that really counts. There's three stages. In my opinion, I feel like there's three stages. The cycle of life, right? And one, you're in a storm. You're in the midst of a storm you're right there in the middle of it you are going through it everything is just hitting all at the same time two you're coming out of a storm you was just in that storm you were struggling but you persevered you stayed you continue to fight you continue to pray you continue to do what you know god has called you to do and then now you're out of the storm you're receiving your blessings you're doing all that you're doing everything is great and then number three, you're going back into a storm. And sometimes, some storms aren't meant to be rebuked. Some storms are meant for you to endure. Not everything is to be rebuked. You have the power to rebuke things. You have the power to cast things out. But sometimes those storms that you're placed in, it's for a good reason. It's to teach you, it's to equip you, and it's to give you new tools for the next chapter in your life. How are you supposed to be trained in combat only with a knife, but then the next person, he got a whole gun, but you don't know how to use a gun? Yeah, the next chapter of your life the enemy, he's carrying an AK-47. So the Lord, he's preparing you for that. Training is not easy. For anything you do, training is never easy. So 
Why would God equipping you through the storm, training you in the storm, getting ready for what's coming? That way, whenever you face it, you will know exactly what to do. You won't be confused. You won't have no doubt. You will know exactly what to do. And we love to ask God. We love to say it. Why me, Lord? Why me? Why not you? We look at Paul, Peter, Amos, even Jesus. Just like, let's just take a look at Jesus. All these men they have in common, they all went through hardship, but they still persevered. Jesus, when it was time for him to go on that cross, you know what he told the Lord? This is a summary. This is Dre's summary, okay? He said, Lord, I I can't do this no more. <laughs> Lord, if it, 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 can you just take this cup away from me? Because, like, this is too much. I, I don't know if I want to go through this, man. But let your will be done. Those words, let your will be done. When it's hard, let your will be done. When it's confusing, let your will be done. When I don't know where to go, let your will be done. I know this chapter in my life is difficult. It's hard for me to understand it. But let your will be done. Pray that over yourself. Let your will be done. Call that on yourself. Let your will be done. I may be confused. I might not be sure. But let your will be done. Let God be God. Stand still and know that I am God. That's why he says it. And that's part of surrendering. Now we're going to take a look at Hannah. Right? Hannah, she was vexed. Hannah, she couldn't have kids. And you could just imagine how it was back in the day. Because it's like, oh my gosh. The Lord has cursed you. You're not woman enough. You don't have kids. That is wild. And you getting old. You're not getting any younger. And you still don't have no kids. But Hannah, even though she was heartbroken, even though she was going through all of that, she was not worried about what she thought she needed. But she became satisfied with who she already had, which was God. She was satisfied in who she already had. And in 1 Samuel 1, 11, this is what it says. And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me, and not forget your servant, but give her a son. Then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. And no razor will ever be used on his head. What she thought she needed was a son. But she was willing and ready to give everything and anything to him. Because she knew that God is everything to her he is more than enough for me yes god i desired this thing but i am willing to just give it to you at this point because i know you are everything that's what when hannah did she got to that mindset she got to that point and that's what we need to do that's where we need to get 
to the point of being willing to give him anything because we know that he is everything. Jesus took a form of a servant because his God was everything to him. Jesus does not count the equality of the father a thing for him to grasp, but emptied himself because his father meant everything. Jesus, the creator, came in human form, humbled himself to the brick of death because God meant everything. Jesus did not have anything to lose but his life, so it makes sense. Why it, it, it makes sense? Why are you holding on to your own life? Why are you holding on to it? See, I understand. I understand surrendering is scary. It's it's scary to surrender, especially those things that you know God has been telling you to let go. It's hard to surrender those habits that you've been so accustomed to and you know you you you're used to it. You're used to that life. It's hard to surrender. But you know what surrendering is? You being afraid to surrender is just like you saying, God, I don't believe that you are bigger than this thing you're asking me to give you. That's what that means. In the Garden of Eden, we see that Adam and Eve, their bodies and their lives were always for God. They lived for God. That's until, you know, the serpent came in. The serpent, though, when he came, he did not take away surrendering. No, he didn't. He did not tell them that they shouldn't surrender. You know what he did instead? He placed them in a position where they would surrender for anything other than God. Their bodies, their lives, they were given to a created thing instead of the creator. Through temptations and deception, they were willing to sacrifice anything on somebody else's altar because they stopped believing that God was worthy. They stopped believing. They stopped believing that God was worthy. That's like as simple as that. They stopped believing that God was worthy. And the sad thing is, we think exactly the same. We're willing to sacrifice our bodies, our lives, to sex, to drugs, to addictions, to depression, to anxiety, to the world. We're willing to sacrifice ourselves to created things because we don't believe that God is worthy. For some reason, we tend to think that giving up what God is telling us to give him is somehow going to prevent us from having fun, from living our best life, or we might miss something out. We won't be on trend. We won't be cool enough. If we finally stop bowing to the idols of our own making and finally stand up and say no to our flesh, somehow, somehow we think that, Oh no, our joy is going to be taken away. Our fear to surrender 
is just us uh, having no belief, losing belief that God is bigger than what he is asking me to give him. We lose the belief that God is worthy enough for me to give up this worthless thing. Oh, that toxic relationship is worth more than it. God, you're choosing to be in torment instead of following the living God, instead of surrendering, instead of saying no to your flesh. Again, I know it's hard. I know it's hard, trust me. I know it's hard to give up everything you're used to. I know it's hard to just go and turn into a world that you're not even aware of. I know it's hard. But he is worthy. He is worthy. Now, I don't know about you, but as, as for me, I am not trying to surrender to the world anymore. I'm not trying to struggle with the same sins anymore. I am not trying to stay in bondage. As for me, I love my freedom too much. I love my freedom. I love my freedom and I'm not trying to bow down to someone else's altar. I'm bringing all of it to him. So what do I do when it gets hard? Here's what, here's what to remember. When it gets hard, start praising him. Learn to encourage yourself. It's easy to rehearse the problems instead of the promises. It's easier to go down in bed and complain. It's easier for you it's easier to not stand up than to stand up and fight back. It is so much easier just to throw in the towel. But if we stand up, we put that smile on our face and we rejoice through our pain and we praise him, things will change. You can whine. Or you can lift up your hands and praise him. Isaiah 61, 3 says, And provide those who grieve in Zion to be the sh bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair they will be called oaks of the righteousness a planting a planting of the lord for the display of his splendor well i don't feel anything duh you're not supposed to feel it it's hard for you to feel anything you're feeling numb it is hard but what does isaiah say you put on that garment of joy you put on that garment of praise that's why it's a garment you pot you gotta put it on you gotta put it on 
I don't feel the coat. I don't feel the coat on me. Duh, because you haven't put the coat on you. Put the garment of praise on. Number two, the most important one. It ties in with praise. You have to surrender. You have to surrender. Give him everything. Everything. Give it to him. Why are you carrying all of that? Because Matthew 11.30 tells you, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He doesn't want you to carry all of that. You carrying all that bag? For what? When you go to the airport, if someone is offering you a free cart and they're like on top of that, I'm going to drag it. I'm going to bring it for you to your destination. Mind you, you got like five, six, eight luggage. You're carrying all of that with you. Shoot, I don't know about you, but baby, it's free. And on top of that, you're going to bring it all the way to my destination. I don't got to carry any of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take everything. On top of that, you better take my carry-on too. Shoot, it's free. Might as well. For the ones that travel, you know how expensive luggages be. Especially when you're traveling in state. That that might be, it'd be too expensive. But I don't know about you. I'm not trying to carry all of that. I'm going to give it to him. He's wanting to take it for me. He's willing to take it for me. On top of that, he's willing to do it for free. I'm bringing it all to him. My fears, my doubt, my insecurities, my dreams, my joy, my family, my body, my soul, my friends, my job. I could go on and on and on and on and on and on. But just know, I'm giving it to him. I'm giving it to him. Number three, pray. Pray, pray, pray. I don't know what to pray about. Say it anyway. Pray. Prayer is out loud. The Bible tells us, ask and it shall be given unto you. Ain't nowhere does it say think about it and it shall be given unto you. It said ask. You got to open your mouth. This is what prayer means, right? I wrote an acronym. An acronym, we gonna call it voice, right? V for vocal. You gotta be vocal. You gotta speak it, okay? Our power, our tongue has the power to speak life and death. If you're gonna be like, um, I'm sad, I'm dead, I'm depressed, I'm gonna die. Guess what's gonna happen? That exactly, you're gonna be sad, depressed, and you're gonna die. You know, you might not die, you know, you might not be like fall out and dead, but you know, you're going to be dead inside. You still that, you know, but instead speak life into you, be vocal, talk to God, open, you got to be open, open up to God. Trust me, he already knows. He knows everything. He knows your past, present and your future. But he wants you to open up to him. Open up to him about what you're struggling with. Open up to him about that thing. You don't really want to talk about it with nobody. Open up. I intentional. Be intentional with what you pray. 
Be intentional. Be very intentional. Be specific when you pray. You got to be specific. You can't be, you can't just be broad with it. Lord, I want a job. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. You got that job at McDonald's. No, nah, Lord, I don't, I didn't want that job. Well, you said you wanted a job. McDonald's is still a job. Be intentional. Be intentional. Converse. That's what C is. Converse. Have a conversation with the Lord. Because a lot of people have the tendency of just asking, 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 and never listening at all. They're not listening at all. They're not even having a conversation. The Lord wants to have a conversation with you. Having a conversation with the Lord is going to give you a lot of wisdom. It's going to open a lot of things for you. Having a conversation with him. And the last one, E, engage. Have God be engaged in everything you do. Let him be engaged in everything you do. You washing them dishes, engage with the Lord. You driving to school, engage with the Lord. You at church, engage with the Lord. Be engaged. That's what prayer is. It's voice. Vocal, open, intentional, converse, and engaged. Vocal. Open, intentional, converse, and engage. That's what prayer is. If you remember anything from this episode, remember voice. That's what prayer is, voice. And a lot of us tend to, like, neglect prayer. A lot of us tend to neglect prayer. We feel like... Prayer is a waste of time. We don't want, we don't got time to do it. But your time in prayer, it is not wasted. Your time in prayer is an investment. That's an investment. Because when you pray, revelation comes. When you pray, breakthrough happens. When you pray, Healing happens. When you pray, freedom happens. You pray because that time you're praying is not wasted at all. That's invested. That is an investment. And the only way to keep that fire in your belly going is for you to feed it. And you got to feed the fire through prayer. You got to talk to God. Lord, I'm having a hard time. Lord, it's hard. I don't know what to do. I need you. That, that, that's all. Sometimes that is all you need to say. It don't got to be long and prolonged of, Dear Heavenly Father, Thou son is having quite a hard time because on March the 5th, 2022, I stubbed my toe, and then on top of that, the gas prices went all the way to $5. And then on top of that, nah, you don't need to do all of that. He already knows all of that. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes those are cool. You know, them long prayers, you know, they be good. But other times, especially when you're having a hard time praying, all you got to do, Jesus, I need you. I'm hurting, I need you. That's it. 
call on to him. And the last one, definitely not least, be intimate with God. Be intimate with God. Intimacy requires an investment of time. If intimacy is going to be cultivated, you're going to need some kind of communication. And then that ties right back up to prayer and the rest. It really does. See, all of this, it ties up together. Closeness requires communication. If you're friends with somebody and they never talk to you, is that really a friendship? Imagine you're friends with somebody and they only call you when they need you for something. They never call you for nothing else. They don't even check up on you. They don't even try to figure out what's going on with your life. They just call you because they need something. That will break your heart. And that breaks God's heart. That's why prayer is important. That's why you have to conversate with him. You have to let him be engaged in your life. Because it's not for no reason that he said, I do not know you. I I don't know who you are, boy. <laughs> yeah, how are you supposed to know him if you don't talk to him? How you don't how are you supposed to know him if you don't have a conversation with him? If you don't even engage anything, you don't do anything with him. Is that really a friendship? Do you are you sure you know me? Cause I don't know, me as a human. I'ma straight up be like, man, I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know who she is. I don't know who he is. Claiming he knows me. You don't even know my favorite color. Talking about you know me. Uh-uh. That's the same way God feels. That's the same way he feels. You have to talk and listen to God. You have to talk and listen to God. And trust me, I know it's hard. I know it is difficult, especially when it's hard. But just remember, remember, you praise him, you surrender, you continue to pray, you be intimate with him. Again, praise, surrender, pray, and intimacy. And before I leave you with this message, I hope this encourages you. This is one quote I've been pounding myself with. Keep your head down. Mind what God has called you to do. Focus on what God has called you to do. Stop looking around. Stop looking at what Claire is doing what jasmine is up to it don't matter what jasmine is up to what are you up to what is god telling you to do keep your head down stay focused stay focused again one more time stay focused be intentional keep moving Keep striding to grow. Keep seeking God for growth. Allow God to mold you. 
Allow God to build you. And never give up. Never give up. Never give up. You don't know what to pray about? Just say, Lord, I need you. You having a hard time praising? Just say, Lord, thank you for waking me up. I have something to praise about. <sighs> I have something to praise about. You taking that breath just now? I have something to praise about. Shoot, both of my legs are working. I have something to praise about. My limbs are working. I have something to praise about. You said, thank you, Lord. And never quit. Just never quit. You keep going. And you'll be just fine. Man, this has been a treat. And I thank you for listening. If you listen this far, thank you. I hope this has been encouraging. I hope this spoke life into you. I hope this has motivated you. And just before I go, remember to praise him even when it's hard. To surrender, give it all to him. To pray. And what does pray stand for? It stands for voice. Vocal, open, intentional, converse, and engage. And lastly, but definitely not least, be intimate with God. He's calling on you. So it's time to pick up that phone. I love you guys. Thank you guys for listening to Refining Podcast, the podcast where the Lord refines, rebuilds, heals, and continues to pour so that we may pour onto others. I love y'all and see y'all. I am praying that it's going to be next week. I am praying on it. I love you guys. Bye.